Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Welcome, South Coast Christian. Uh, thank you for allowing us to come into your home uh, via a broadcast like this, and, uh, and we're so glad that you joined us today and to worship with us. And also, we want to just say a big thank you for those who uh, uh, submitted some videos of what you're doing around your house and for sharing those videos. And we're going to continue to keep posting those. So keep sending them our way. We want to be able to see what people are doing and how they're flipping their home around, how they're flipping their house around. It's kind of a fun thing that we can do right now. Um, I also have some great news to share with you today. Um, you know, on Easter Sunday, we took an offering, and uh, one of the things that we decided to do was to dedicate the entire offering uh, to Convoy of Hope. Uh, they've been uh, letting us know that they're in need of funds because they're, they're literally trying to uh, serve 10 million m- meals here in America to those who are in need, and they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, and so on Easter Sunday, uh, we we're actually writing a check this week. On Easter Sunday, we were able to raise 10000 I'll say it again, $10,300, and we're sending it to Convoy of Hope. And I want to say just a great big thank you for all the sacrifice that each and every one of you uh, have done. And thank you for your continued support. Uh, We usually have an offering time here when we're meeting physically in the building. Uh, We don't get that opportunity uh, right now, and so I encourage you to continue to give. Uh, You can go onto our website and give or through our church app or uh, for those who write checks, uh, we sent some uh, envelopes out to some of those. But if you need some, man, just uh, write us and let us know at the church. Um, and we would love to be able to do that. Our phone number here at the church is 949-240-4777. And we want to continue to be able to uh, be a blessing into our community. Let me share a scripture with you uh, for our, just an opportunity for offering today. It's found in First First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 14. And listen to this prayer. It's a prayer given to us by David, and it's so good. He says, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. And I was thinking about that scripture as what we were able to do uh, this, uh, at Easter time. You know, man, how generous is God that we are able to be able to give back to God and be able to give into Convoy of Hope and be able to put a seed there where we're helping others. And I want to just say a big thank you once again to each and every one of you. And thank you for your continued faithfulness in supporting this ministry here at South Coast Christian. Um, if you haven't been with us uh, yet, if you're new with us, we want to say uh, welcome. Thanks for being a guest with us. Uh, uh, just say hi on the chat line there if you're watching uh, live, uh, we'd love for you just to say hi and introduce yourself uh, to us. We have a host there on the chat box that we'd love to be able to say hi. Uh, but we, were, we just want to say thank you for joining us. And we're in a series called Flip This House. And the whole idea of this series is to evaluate areas of our life, like during this quarantine time, areas that we can evaluate. How can we make changes in our life? What can we all of a sudden flip around for God's glory. How can we change things so that we can have a, a better focus on who God is in our life? Because I believe that God wants us to remodel things. God wants us to change things. Uh, here at the church, we're in the midst of remodeling. Actually, we're coming to the conclusion of remodeling. So many of you are going to be very surprised. 
But man, it's interesting how you take old things out and you bring new things in and how it lifts your spirit. And sometimes we need to do that in our own life. We need to change things up. And, and we want to encourage you uh, to, take, to just reflect, look into your life, what things need to be changed. Last week I spoke about potential. How the first step in remodeling a house is that you have to see the potential of a house. The first step in remodeling your life, you have to recognize your potential. That you are created by God. That you are loved by God. And that you are chosen by God. If you, if you grab a hold of that truth, guess what? It enchains, unchains you from the doubt and the fear that so many times the enemy wants to put into our lives. And you start recognizing the God-given potential that God has given you. It's after you see that potential of a house, that the potential you walk in, you see that like last week I shared, man, that house has good bones. Is Once you see that potential, the next step is to start to dream. It's dreaming what can happen. Not just that the potential is there, but what do we want to do with that potential? This is the fun part. It's dreaming whatever could be. I've been a part of several building projects and, and even including this church and the, just It's so much fun to dream what you can do, what you could do. Let me ask you a question. What would you desire, if you could change anything in your life, what would that be? Or maybe I should put it this way. If you could change one thing in your home or in your family, what would that be? Let's start dreaming today. Let's start believing for the impossible. Um, the way we start this the very first step we need to take is to find the dreamer. Have you ever noticed when you, when you take time to relax, I'm not, taking, I'm not talking about taking time to relax in front of the TV or taking time to relax in front of the fridge or the computer, but I'm talking about taking time to relax. There's times where I've just gone in the back of my backyard and I just sat there and relaxed. Maybe you've taken time to go down to the beach and, and, and you drive to a certain point, you ride your bike down there and you just sit on the beach and you relax. Or may, maybe you've relaxed by just taking a walk on a trail. And there's so many wonderful things that takes place when we just start to relax and start to wait and start to... What happens is we start dreaming again. It's interesting. I sit in the backyard and I start hearing the wind go through the trees. And you can start hearing that rustling noise, that, that, that noise that is that calming noise that you can just start to listen when it's, as the wind goes through the trees. Or maybe you're on the beach and you can see how the ocean waves come up onto the sand. And all of a sudden when the water goes back, you got this beautiful clean slate of sand. It's amazing what happens when we just stop for just a moment. I remember going in the backyard and we have hummingbirds in our backyard. And there's times where I just stop. And when you watch a hummingbird just hover over a rose bush. And it just stands still there. All of a sudden, guess what? It, it, you, just, you just take this in and it starts to create this dreaming effect into your life. These items aren't something new. The ocean's nothing new. The hummingbird's nothing new. The wind going through the trees, it's been since creation. It's just something that's always existed, but maybe sometimes we just forget that it's there. We don't, we don't take time to see them. I think dreams can be similar. They've always been there. We just need to take a moment, pause, and see them. Sometimes our dreamer can get broken and it needs repairing. Like a computer that gets a virus. It won't operate right. And until you get an antivirus installed on that computer, that operating system is just not working well. 
Sometimes a crisis, a quarantine like we're in, guess what? It can actually act like an antivirus for us sometimes because it forces us to slow down. It forces us to check our operating system. It clears our mind of the things that aren't important and reminds us of the important things in our life. It slows us down and resets our operating system, our minds. As followers of Jesus, we need to start believing again. We need to start believing again. We need to start hoping again. We need to see the plans and the potential that God has for our family, for our home, for our lives. I was thinking about it as we gathered today in this room as worship team and myself speaking. And I was thinking about the frustration that I've been having just in trying to do church and we actually kind of prayed together before we started to, 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 to share, before we started to worship. And I was thinking about that frustration. I'm thinking about you guys as you're sitting at home and you're, you're frustrated that you can't come into community together like we normally do. And it, all of a sudden, something rose up in me. I think it was the Holy Spirit in me. It started rising. And it just basically started saying, wait a minute. What do you think the church is? The church is not about a building. It's not about seats. The church is you. And I started all of a sudden being convicted that I am the church. I need to get creative. I need to start dreaming again. I need to start believing again. I can be church. It doesn't matter if coronavirus, coronavirus is not going to kill the church. And if we think that, well, we're thinking wrong. We need to change our thinking and start dreaming again and start believing again. I mentioned the hummingbird earlier. It's interesting that the hummingbird is the smallest of all birds, and science says that the hummingbird shouldn't be able to fly. But I dare for you to tell the hummingbird that it can't fly. It can fly up, it can fly down, it can fly backwards, it can fly forwards, it can spin in circles, it can fly any direction that it wants to. It's an amazing creation that God has created. The hummingbird is, it, it, in science, it says it shouldn't be able to fly, and it can do everything. In the sense of flying, it's an amazing creature. Their uniqueness comes from their ability to invert their wings to produce lift on both the upstroke as well as the downstroke. They're one of God's amazing creations. Let me share a verse with you today, and it's found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10, verse 12. Listen to these words. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. We don't serve a God that is made by man. We serve a God who made man. Our God made everything that we see and that we hear. The whole earth is made by his power. The world is established by his wisdom. It says in that scripture that the heavens, which means the star, the moons, the sun... I don't know there's plural in moons, except if you go to other planets. But the moon, the sun, are all in a place by his understanding. If you want to dream again, then believe in the one who is the creator of your dreams. Believe in the one who can make all things possible, who can make all things happen. Next time you see a hummingbird, tell it it can't fly because science says it can't. And watch, it will fly. The enemy wants to distract you from what the abilities that God has created you to be, who he wants you to be, and the enemy wants to distract you from that. And I'm sharing with you today that you need to keep dreaming. You need to keep believing. 
The enemy tells you that you can't because Satan wants to destroy the belief of that miracle-working God that lives within you. He can't. The enemy will never be able to destroy that. But you can by not believing. It's time to stop doubting and start to dream again. F.F. Bosworth, an evangelist back in the uh, late 1800s, stated, believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. I love that. Believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. This is really good advice. And so many times we have the tendency to do the exact opposite. We believe our doubts and we doubt our beliefs. That's so many times what we do. So let's return to the earlier questions that I asked as we began today. What changes do you want to see that takes place in your home? What changes do you want to take place in your family, in your life? Let's believe that God can do it. Let's start dreaming. When I speak about dreams, you have to speak about faith. The two go hand in hand together, dreams and faith. And I can't help think about the woman in the Bible who is constantly bleeding. Remember in those days, a woman who was on her menstrual cycle was considered to be unclean. Basically, she was supposed to re remain in quarantine because anything that she touched was considered unclean. And anything that she touched would have to go also in quarantine for a period of time until it would be considered clean again. This woman never stopped bleeding for 12 years. She had spent all of her money on doctors, and they didn't make her any better. They actually made her worse. That's what the Scripture says. Listen to what happened to her when she believed in a man named Jesus. Mark chapter 5, verses 27 through 29, it states, She came behind him through the crowd, and she touched his robe. For she thought to herself, listen to these words. She thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. I'll be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed from this terrible condition. Jesus immediately realized that the power, his healing power had gone from his body, had touched someone. And he all of a sudden makes this statement, who touched me? Who touched my robe? The woman frightened, fell to her knees and declared that she was the one that touched him. And Jesus responded with these powerful words. Listen to these words, Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I share this story because this woman found her answer in Jesus. You see, Jesus is the one that can fix your dreamer. He's the one that can fix that thing that's broken in your life that you feel like there is no hope. Guess what? Put your faith in Jesus. Put your belief in Jesus and watch what happens. You'll start dreaming again. You'll start dreaming again. This woman never gave up her, her, her thought of dreaming. She never gave up her belief. For 12 years, she never gave up hope. Now she's healed. She's no longer trapped with sickness or in fear. She had been set free by the power of Jesus. Brings me to my second thought for today. Once once you find your dreamer, dreamer, dreamer is Jesus in your life, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Keep dreaming. I shared earlier how a crisis can clear away the non-essentials of life so that we can see what's really important. But for some, the opposite is true. 
A crisis can have the opposite effect on their life. They can become so dominated with fear and insecurity that they can't function. And we can see both scenarios taking place in society today. The negativity of our minds can wipe out any ability to find hope. It wipes out any ability to dream. It wipes out the ability to have faith and to believe. Today I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to keep dreaming, to keep believing. Even in the midst of craziness where it seems that life is out of control. I say it seems like life is out of control because let me remind you of something. God is always in control. So it might seem like life is out of control, but I promise you, God is still in control. But even in these times, we can keep dreaming. We can keep believing. Let's take off any self-imposed restrictions of negativity, and let's start believing of the possibilities of what can happen through God. In Hebrews, it states this, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It states, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Hope is a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing that God has given us. Dreaming of what God can do and will do is something that will encourage you to press beyond the appearance of today and live for the hope of tomorrow. Several years ago, on a Sunday morning, we had, when people entered our church into our worship center, we started passing out crayons and we started passing out a, a piece of paper that had a, a, a sketch on it that they could color. Are you saying, Pastor Tom, you had people coloring in church while you were preaching? Yeah, we did. We did. We act, they actually sat down and while I was sharing, they were coloring this little diagram. And the whole idea of that whole message was to create an, an environment, an atmosphere, an environment where people could color again. Where they could all of a sudden find hope again. Where they could start believing again. Let me ask you. What does your coloring page look like? Is it filled with doubt, discouragement, and fear? Or is it filled with hope, encouragement, and faith? We should regularly examine this area of our life. Are we still dreaming? Are we still believing? We can never stop dreaming of what God can do in our homes, in our family, in our personal lives, in our workplace. Let's dream. Let's be the church and believe what God can do. Real existence starts when our belief in God begins. I'll share that again. Real existence starts when our belief in God begins. The Bible's filled with amazing stories of God fulfilling dreams that seemed impossible, all because someone is willing to step out in faith to believe. Listen to this passage of scripture found in Psalms chapter 126. States these words. Listen to David's words here. He says, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang with joy. And the other nations said, the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord. As streams renew in the desert, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. This psalm records God's deliverance of the Israelites from captivity in Babylon. 
God not only freed them, but he restored them. He restored what was taken and stolen from their lives. Look at these words again in verse 1. It says, it was like a dream. It was hard for them to grasp what God had achieved. The children of Israel had been in captivity of Babylon for 70 years. They had started losing hope. This all began under the rule of King Nebuchadnezzar, but the difficulties of the life started to rob the people of their joy, started robbing the people of their hope. But there were still a few that were faithful. There were still a few who believed, who put their trust in God, even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. And I just have a word for some of you today, because I'm sharing this right now. For some of you, you might be in difficult times. You might have lost jobs. You might, man, you might be struggling with just putting food in the house. I don't know the situation. Maybe you're, doing, maybe you're doing well and you're blessed and you're able to share with others. That's awesome. That's great. But the word for some of you today is this. Even in the most difficult of times, you can have faith. Even in the most craziness of times of coronavirus, you can still believe. And guess what? Even in those times, you can dream. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't stop believing in their God. This is during that time, that Psalms, the time of captivity in Babylon. These were these three young men that didn't stop believing. They still trusted in their God. Even to the point where they refused to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar's image. It's a great reminder that at times the world will try to force you to bow down to a false image. And we don't bow down. We stand up for righteousness. We remain faithful to God. Daniel was another person during the same time who God used in tremendous, in tremendous ways. He gave Daniel great favor because of his loyalty to God. King Darius, who was the uh, king at that time in Babylon, was tricked into issuing a decree. You can read it for yourself. The decree was meant to prove people's loyalty to the king, but it went too far and it, and it demanded a 30-day period where no one could worship anyone but King Darius. No one could worship any other god, any other person but King Darius. Daniel refused to stop praying to his God. He refused to stop bowing down to his God. And King Darius was forced to have Daniel thrown into the lion's den. And to, to summarize this story very quickly, the power of God showed up in that lion's den. And it shut the mouths of the lions. And the lions had no power over Daniel. King Darius was so overjoyed that Daniel's life was spared. And he was awestruck at the power of Daniel's God. He, was, he, didn't, he wasn't a believer in, in, in Daniel's God. But he was awestruck by the power of Daniel's God that he could rescue him from the lion's den. Listen to what King Darius does next in Daniel chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. It says these words. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, 
May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree. This is a new decree now. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is a living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. All because of someone who believed. All because of someone who was willing to dream. All because of someone who didn't give up on hope. Guess what takes place when we believe, when we dream, when we don't give up on hope? We become the church. Even in the midst of crisis, even in the midst of difficult times, you can be the church. Don't give up on hope. Dream again. Believe again. For your family, believe again. See what God can do in and through your lives. The Babylonian captivity had a significant impact on the nation of Israel. After the Israelites returned to their own land, they would never again allow themselves to be corrupted. Catch this. After they returned to their own land from the Babylonian captivity, they never again allowed themselves to be corrupted by the idols that surrounded them, by the nations that surrounded them that used to worship the idols. That was the last time that the Israelites ever fell into that plan again. In fact, a revival took place among the people of Israel as they started to rebuild the temple and the walls in Jerusalem. Sounds like a dream to me. Sounds like people believe in they devoted themselves back to God, all because a few chose to believe, to dream. You can read about the account for yourself in the book of Ezra or the book of Nehemiah. As I was rereading this story this week, I couldn't help but reflect and apply some of the truths to our spiritual lives. The Israelites were in a difficult situation. They needed change to happen in their lives. They had been living in captivity in Babylon for 70 years. And during this time, while they were in captivity, it started with King Nebuchadnezzar, but basically Jerusalem, the walls, the temple, the ho their homes were destroyed, were demolished. The people needed to flip their situation around. Talk about flipping their home. They needed, a, they needed the opportunity to flip that, this situation around. They had allowed Babylon to take control of their lives. Their lives had been destroyed at that point. In the Bible, it's important to understand what Babylon means. It's synonymous with sin. So when you read the Bible and you start hearing about Babylon, it's, syn it's synonymous with sin. It appears first in the appearance of the Tower of Babel, which is really what, uh, which means about confusion, causes confusion. Babylon in Scripture represents a source of pride, source of idolatry. The Israelites had fallen into this trap. What rescued them from the dire situation was their faithfulness of a few. It was a remnant of believers who never stopped dreaming, who never stopped believing. Talk about what we need in today's society right now. It is a remnant of believers who continue to believe in an almighty God who is all-powerful, who takes control of any situation. Today, I encourage you to start dreaming again. Start dreaming again for your family. Start allowing God to rewrite the story of your life. Give God permission to take control, to restore those things that had been lost and stolen from you, just like the Israelites 
in their captivity of Babylon, things were stolen, things were lost. Guess what? God can restore. If you're, if you're in a situation where a job is lost and money's going out of savings and your business is about ready to crash, you don't know what, guess what? Put your faith in Jesus Christ because he can restore what the enemy is trying to take away from you. Believe it. Have faith. Dream again. How do we dream? It's by choosing to turn towards righteousness. It's by being bold and being different. Don't let people tell you what is right or wrong or any of that stuff. You allow the Holy Spirit and God's Word to lead you and guide you. You watch what will happen in your life. Let me go back to the questions I asked earlier today. What areas in your life do you want to see changed? What areas in your home do you want to see turn around? Start believing for it. Because God can do those things. God has the power to transform your situation. He has the power to rescue you from the lion's den and put you in a place where you can bring him glory. That's what he did for Daniel. God has the ability to do that for your life if you continue to believe. Don't stop coloring. Don't start to stop dreaming. And don't stop believing. We are the church. We are different. We're called to step out in faith and be the church to people who need to see and recognize that there's some out there that even during the coronavirus, they're not going to live in fear, but they're going to live in faith. I want to pray with you right now. Thank you for joining us for this time. God's word. I want to pray a blessing over you today. And uh, I want you just to maybe to just open up your hands right now as you sit there in your living room. Because I want to, I want to, I really feel my spirit right now to pray a blessing, a provision on people. And um, I just want you to, I want you to dream of that. I want you to believe for that. I want you to think about that. Open up your hands with me. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that the power, Lord God, that shut the lion's mouth when Daniel was sitting in that den, Lord God, the power that was able to rescue Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace, the same power, Lord God, that resided there is the same power that lives within us. And I pray, God, right now for each person that's watching, that you will, Lord God, by the power of your Spirit, give them favor and provision and turn their situation around. I pray in their life that faith will arise. And Lord God, dreams will start happening again. I pray, God, for testimonies of your faithfulness. I pray, God, that we will receive this week testimonies of your glory, victories that have been made through the power of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. If you're there right now and you're watching this, program and you're thinking, man, Pastor Tom, I've never even really thought about who Jesus is. I want to tell you right now, you can just choose to follow Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Just say a prayer right now with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. I choose to follow you. I no longer follow the path of my choosing, but God, I follow the path that you choose for my life. I put my faith in you. Jesus name. Amen. If you said that prayer, guess what? Right now, 
you are a citizen of heaven. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. Right now, you are a citizen of heaven. You are invited into God's kingdom. How wonderful is that? We love you here at South Coast Christian. You, you know that. And Pastor Tom loves you. Most importantly, God loves you. We want you to have a blessed, blessed week this week. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Watch what he will do in and through your life. God bless. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.